happen. What the? What? My my screen went recording in progress. And yeah, mine does that too. Thing. It doesn't pick it up on the uh, video. Oh, Do you well, want to start over or just no? Let's going? go for it. All right, here we are. We'll keep Hello. that in there. Hey everybody, welcome to the Docs of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we are putting on our feet. Last week we reviewed, we had an episode where we started going through some Q and A's, and at that time the Bucks were one win away from winning the NBA championship. And I can gladly say, Bucks in six, you guys. Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was definitely definitely questioned in his decision to stay in Milwaukee, was able to bring the team to the championship with the with Chris Middleton, who also had a lot of questions surrounding him with coach bud, who had a lot of flack thrown at him as well. Just happy for them. And if you haven't listened to Giannis's post-game interviews, super humble guy. He's got an amazing story. Uh, this isn't a sponsor, but go on YouTube and watch, uh, the finding Giannis documentary. Um, he's just a guy who definitely is, uh, worth, uh, you know, learning a little bit about him. He's got a really humble upbringing, really cool story, and it keeps him uh, human in the midst of being a superstar. So anyway, go Bucks! Super pumped about it. It's been a fun week. Matt doesn't care still, which is awesome. Uh, literally all I hear about, by the way, and our messages back and forth, I'm sitting there while the, while the rest of them talk about this. I'm like, I don't know what they're talking about. My entire year was getting flack from DJ and Bach yeah. the entire year. Just they're trying, they were trying to get under my feathers. So yeah. the fact that they won a championship is great. Yeah, you haven't, thrown anything, a, you haven't thrown anything back yet. I'm waiting for the chat to blow up again. But. No, that's not how I roll, really. Right. I'll just let it, I'll just take it, you know. They, they but, definitely roll like that. <laughs> <laughs> they want to really get under my skin. Yeah. And maybe it does more than I let on, but it's fine. It's fine. They won the championship, so it's awesome. And this is not a commentary on basketball, but obviously there's conversations around the journey to get there and what happened with the other teams that they beat in terms of injuries and all that. I also can't believe that Giannis had this nasty hyperextension injury and was able to come back about eight or nine or 10 days later and looked better than he did before. Um, he must have a lot of elasticity in his ligaments. Did you see the injury, Matt? That actually is the one thing I was paying attention to is I will pay attention to injuries and rehab. So I did see that. And they'd be able to rehab and come back from that kind of injury is very impressive. Unless, of course, they're either that resilient or like he's got some magic up his sleeve. But for those of you who are watching that, just know that elite athletes are there for a reason. They also tend to be not always, but many of them tend to be more resilient than the rest of us. So don't expect like, if you, if you do that, don't expect to come back in that time. Just that was pretty and intense. Not, and that not just insane. come back, but he yeah. came back and he averaged, I think about 35 points in the finals. He had three games that are four that he scored 40 points or more. The final game, he scored 50 points and he scored 50 points and the bucks won their championship for the first time in 50 years. It was just poetic. And now he has time off, right? Yeah, because uh, Greece no didn't post, make the post championship. Yeah. No, and well, Greece okay. didn't make the uh, Olympics, I don't think. Right. So he's not playing. But anyway, right. let's move on to what we're here for. Yep. Looking into the future, we're going to be uh, doing basically a mailbag where we, you know, we've been fielding your questions from wherever they come in, and we're going to be putting them into our podcast, regardless of what we are reviewing. So we'll have 
uh, episodes that are on certain, certain shoes, but then we'll also have a mailbag section maybe at the beginning and at the end. We're going to work it out. But yeah. we're going to keep going through the list of questions that we had from last time. So let's just jump right in. And this we'll, is a we'll question. Still, by the way, have plenty of sh- like live shoe reviews, shoe discussions, and we'll have plenty of interviews coming up. Just know that we're going to try to use this to get to all of your questions because we have this, we're growing enough. It's hard to keep up with all of them. So we're going to try to get you those answers one way yeah. or another. Go for it. Totally. So here's our first question for tonight uh, from Pat on Instagram. He said, what's up, dudes? Love your show. I had a topic suggestion for you. I was wondering if you could talk about the differences between outsoles that are a single flat piece of rubber. He says, example, Solar Boost 19. I also have one here in the uh, Float Ride Energy Grow. Um, So he says that versus outsoles that are composed of separate panels each with different shaping and curvature. Example, deviate nitro was the example he used. Um, He said, I have a vague intuition that the latter is more, quote, premium and more aggressive, quote, I think, but couldn't really explain why. I think that'd be a fun topic for your show if you haven't covered it already. Thanks, fellas. It's a great question. And we have a couple examples here. Here's Here's the single rubber outsole. You know, this is the panels that you see in the Hoka shoes. Here's a different type of panel in the Rebel 2. We kind of got a combo yeah. pack here with the Triumph. Yeah, what do you got there? Razor XS. Yeah, Razor XS versus, again, the Deviate Nitro that I actually do have here is a good example. I think this is a great question. We, we've alluded to this and discussed this in, in minor various forms previously, but never actually tackled this topic. So Nathan, what do you think? Mm-hmm. We've, we, we definitely, I think we both have some thoughts, but I'm gonna let you start. I'm curious to know what you think. Great. Yeah. I'm sure we'll, we'll bounce through a lot of different yeah. ideas. Um, one of, one of the things is that the outsole um, coverage is going to be a weight factor. So for some shoes, they are trying to minimize the amount of rubber used because rubber is a heavier material than some others. So um, you look at a lot of Hoka shoes, they're trying to do high stack with lower weight. Um, do you have the, I was just going to ask if you had the Speed Freak. Yeah. Um, so you have the Speed Freak uh, from Skechers and that's the racing flat. So they minimize their rubber to only the areas that you typically are putting more uh, time on the ground through your gait cycle, landing posterior lateral and transitioning to, you know, and the, the medial side and pushing off there. So one reason that they'll do um, kind of not one whole slab is to save some weight. You see that even in shoes like this and the Bondi X. Oh, Matt's poor outsoles. Makes me so sad. Uh, the, the other thing that pops into my mind right away is just how rubber does act as a stiffening agent. And so depending on how shoes outsoles are constructed is going to change the rigidity even if in a minor way of the shoe. So um, for example, even I'm going to hold up the Triumph 19. So Triumph 19 has a little bit heavier uh, of a, and a, and a thicker of a, of an outsole. And the fact that through the whole midfoot here and then stretching through the forefoot, it's one connected layer that is going to add some um, rigidity to the forefoot because the rubber is slightly elastic and it's not going to let it flex as easily. Um, whereas you go to, what's another, what's a good example here? I don't have a good example I, here. I would say the Kinvara is a great example of the exact opposite, where it's really, the outsole is really just exposed midsole. 
So there's no additional stiffening agent. Yes, this shoe runs a hair firmer because it's so close to the ground, but like flexibility wise, there's a ton. Yes, it's also because this is this is a thinner shoe, but there's just less resistance. And we see that even with other shoes that have the, bro even with thicker midsoles, that they just tend to flex better. Now, it's not the only factor that contributes to that, but it's definitely a, a, a large factor that does contribute to that. And I think when he talks about premium as well, I think there is some truth there. Like for a shoe company to have to cut rubber and, and have more pieces involved, I'm sure there's some yeah. level of cost associated. Um, I don't know if that would be the primary vehicle that they make that decision. We'll have uh, to I think ask. We have enough context. I'd be curious to ask that question because we ask questions like that all the time, but just hadn't thought to that where that's been part of the really fun journey of getting to talk to and get to know some of the footwear developers that, you know, that all these shoes mm -hmm. come from as we ask some questions like that sometimes get very surprising answers that we wouldn't have expected about what goes into creating a shoe or development mm -hmm. costs. Like we, we learned recently about what goes into shipping shoes over and realize how difficult that is just because previously a lot of the ports were getting stopped up and that totally halts mm -hmm. getting them to retail and selling. So that's off topic, but that's a good question. We should definitely ask that. I, I wonder yeah. who, would, who would be most receptive to answering that question. What other thoughts uh, do you have, Matt, on outsole? I, I, I definitely agree. I think all, you know, all the components in the sole, so outsole, midsole and insole can definitely affect the feel of the ride for sure. Whether it's midsole bending stiffness, which most of the time when people talk about, they're talking about plates, but plates are not the only thing that contribute to, to stiffness in, a, in the ride, the, uh, the ride. The technical term is called midsole bending stiffness, right? How much resistance there is to the sole bending that'll make a shoe more or less flexible and also change to how much uh, toe spring is needed. So all those factors can contribute to that, but outsoles for sure, right? Because again, the more cutouts you have longitudinally, the more flexible the ride's going to be. Just where I'm losing the convara here. You know, of course, unless there's a plate like this shoe, like there's a lot of this stuff going across there without major, like without major outsole components. Yeah, it's going to be more flexible. There's going to be more give to the sole. The other thing that the perception of firmness, and we talk about this all the time privately and occasionally mentioned it publicly on some of the reviews, that outsole coverage, depending on where it is, can definitely affect how firm a shoe feels. Where the Kavara is a great example where underfoot, even though it's very, there's not a lot of material here, I still found this surprisingly soft for how close to the ground this was. And again, it's because there's not a lot of outsole to firm that up. The additional rubber does create additional firmness. So a, a good example, again, the Triumph just felt just a hair firmer with, even with a ton of foam under here, um, the Speed Freak feels very soft underfoot because there's not a lot of outsole coverage. And so it's just hyper that's interacting between your foot and the ground, although there is the insole in there, but yeah, it can, it can change a lot of things. It can change and not for everybody because everybody's different. It can change perception of how firm a shoe is. It can change flexibility or rigidity. Yeah, it's it's one of it's not the only thing that does that, but it's certainly something that can affect that for sure. How, if that's premium or not, that's a good question. I don't know the answer because I I wonder if if you have like a whole piece versus you know breakout sections. I I don't know. It's a good question in terms of does gotta, it make it more premium? I got to imagine that the cost is somewhat lowered, or at least the the steps involved is less, right? Because you don't have to cut it five times you just cut it once right i mean but, i would assume this something like this would be cheaper in terms of like the outsole component maybe not the other the, yeah 
right. versus something, you know, like this where they got to like set that up. But I don't know. Yeah. That's a that's a um, different area. The other the other piece that he oh, two things I had. One, I I haven't actually ran in this shoe, but the Solomon Predict 2 actually popped into my head because it has flex grooves, but that but the outsole stretches over the flex grooves and there's like a hole between where the flex groove is and it yeah. it almost acts like a like a little spring that get, or a rubber band that would get stretched and then the idea is that it would fold back to its original state and help with right. kind of that returning and propulsion. Um, so I found that that's an interesting shoe. If you haven't looked at it closely, go check that one out. Pat, that could be an interesting one to, to think about when you think about aggressive nature. Do you have the Tarther Edge or Tarther Edge 2 on you by chance? <clears throat> no, I sent that to Bach. Bach has them? Yeah, okay. Bach has it. This That's is another a, good Bach, example. Yeah. Yes, because he, when you, he speaks about aggressive, I think of that shoe for two reasons. One is that um, the, the use the triangle shape. Um, and this is more talking about traction and things like that. And Bach actually wrote up stuff about triangles. Are you going to go get something? Are you good? Yeah, I would, except I can't yet. Yeah, don't. Wait, yeah, you, you can't have to get wait it. on that one. Darn it. Yeah, I can't get that one. But, uh, I, you know, it has the triangle formation, which is a strong structure in terms of not being deformed as it hits the ground. But similar to this shoe, um, the what is this? The Rebel 2 from New Balance, the uh, outsole on the Tarther Edge, which is more stiff and firm, stretches down this lateral side. So when you're propulsing through the midfoot it gives a little bit of rigidity through there so um i do think that they depending on how you shape your outsole it can add to quote aggressiveness based on where the rigidity is matt don't do it okay it, it's fine it's we're fine okay. just adding to the hype right now yeah <laughs> Good. Anything else you want to say on that one? No, I think that's it. It's, it's just interesting. It's a good question because we've talked about it a little bit, but I think now it's going to be a little more in the forefront of our minds, looking at even something like the uh, the RC Elite 2 of going like, how is this going to affect that, right? Because this outsole coverage, even right here is very thin. This still feels very soft versus transitioning into the forefoot where this material is firmer. That's going to change the ride potentially. So yeah, we'll have to think about that. You like that? Yeah. What do you, do you like, do you like that shoe? I do for limited use. Like it's yeah. a good long run shoe. I can't use it frequently because then I think because this, like my foot is pretty locked in. So I don't trouble with like foot and ankle. I have trouble at hip because the sole's so soft. I think I start like my pelvis starts dropping a little bit more. I get a little bit more internal rotation. Um, and then I start stiffening up. Like it's, a, it, I get both. Like I stiffen up yeah, initially and then I fatigue and then it starts getting more motion. Like, yeah. You feel like you stiffen at the knee and the ankle and then your pelvic drop like comes yeah. in because you're stiffer there and that's yes. higher impact loading them through the pelvis. And so my knee that and ankle are fine, but the hip starts to bug me because I'm like, I, I still have to work on my, my, especially my hip abductors. So I think if I was had solid hip abductors, I'd be fine, but I don't, I'm have to keep working on that. So cool. But it's a great shoe for All like right. long, long distance stuff. And it looks cool. It does look cool. All right. Next question is from Gary on YouTube. Um, he's asking, is there any similarity between the audio six with the endorphin shift? And if so, which would you choose? Love the shift, but also starting to enjoy Adidas. The Audi zero pro is one of my favorite shoes for workouts. Uh, and I'm trying to, 
for workouts and enjoying the audio six now seen very mixed reviews either really positive or really negative so really just matt you get to answer this one because i haven't ran the audio six but comparisons between that and the endorphin shift um so what do you what do you think I, I think to be, I think I may have answered this question online, but I think, and I don't know where my pairs are at the moment. I think they're in the other room, but I think the Boston 10 is, is a far better comparison to the shift and the audio six is a totally different shoe. I think it would be better to try to compare the Kinvara and the audio six, but not the shift. The shift is much heavier. It's definitely a trainer, mm-hmm. just like the Boston is heavier and is much more a trainer, but both of them have elements that allowed them to pick up the pace. Like I've done up-tempo workouts in the shift just because the speed roll and it just can get you moving a little bit. And the same thing with the boss where I've been able to do tempos despite the, the weight of the shoe. So I wouldn't, I don't think the two of them are comparable because the audio six is really now the lightweight trainer of the group. Cause the Boston got a lot heavier. The audio six is what was like 8.6 ounces. And it's like, oh, it's 8.9. I think in my size 10, I have to go back and look, but it's still much closer to the ground, much firmer. There is that torsion system in the forefoot. So it's not a plate, but it definitely creates a snappier ride. And it's just not the same. It doesn't have the same smoothness that I would expect from a trainer. It's a little more aggressive, definitely something I use for intervals. And yeah, I don't think the two of them are, are that comparable. And I think if you really like Adidas or you're liking that, I would say look at the new Boston is, is going to be far more comparable to the shift, yep. in my opinion. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. One quick Boston comment. Um, I should probably update a written review because I have, I don't know how many miles on, I have on them now, but I've been using them for pretty much all my daily training. Um, for a couple of weeks I was, and then I still pepper it in when I can, because I, I do like it a lot for myself. But I think the one, one of the changes that I love to see, um, the heel is because the shoe, I mean, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. The shoe is really, really firm. Yes. Like it's not soft. Like the, 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 I was playing around with it more. It really seems like the, oh my gosh, the light strike pro in the heel is a rim and not actually through the full the full heel. And then even in the forefoot, it seems like such a thin layer underneath the foot, the outside shows a little bit more, but I'd be curious to see what's actually under there. Cause it's firm through the whole shoe. I think the most accentuatedly firm section is the heel. Cause they put that yeah. plate and it feels like it's right under, like if you take out the sock liner and tap, it's you like you're tap tapping on, that, on carbon. Yeah. And I think that they should just bury that a little bit. Um, it's stable enough where they could, they right. could bury it. Um, think, so just, in our review, I mentioned that I think that shoe basically qualifies as a light stability shoe just based on the plate, based on some of the way they set the shoe up. Like it's pretty rigid and stable. Something wide like, base. I, yeah, wide base. The way the heel, the heel bevel set up is very much laterally biased. Like for me, I can do almost anything in that shoe. I can do 15, 20 miles. I don't get fatigued just because it's pretty rigid. So yeah almost I like that shoe yeah the light it works very well a lot of people are going to hate it but for for certain certain people are going to love it I think Nathan and I both found that we really like that shoe but a word of caution because it's not going to work for everyone and it's also totally different than previous versions it's not it's not even a Boston really to me but whatever in the trend of super soft foams like the rebel two 
uh, people will be like, why did Adidas even make this shoe? Whereas for, that's why our, our review is going to be probably one of the few like fully positive ones out there because you and I are the only guys on our team um, who got it. And we both prefer firmer riding shoes. Right. And so a firmer riding shoe with a little bit extra stack, just in, in the way that the rocker is very mild through the forefoot present, but mild, the rods ha- are not carbons. There's some flex there. It just works really well for right. both of us, <laughs> but a lot of people will not, will not like this shoe. But that's why we do try to note like, yeah, we like it, but not everybody's going to do that because everybody has different mechanics and shoe preferences. So yeah, I think I sent, I, I actually, so I was so excited for, I bought a pair first, not realizing that we were going to get, oh, that's right. And so I gave one pair, I gave the extra pair to David, who's still this, he's, he's also as a history with Adidas, we need to figure out what, I think he said he didn't like it. I hope he Remember? didn't. We need that versatility in our review. We'll, yeah. we'll find out. We, we'll find we, out. Need... we need to, we need to follow up with them because we always like it when we disagree on shoes, because it means that we're, you're getting a variety of opinions and then yeah. we're be like, we're screwed when everybody likes it. Cause like, dude, we need some it's like we're endorsing like this. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, good question from Gary there. That was great. Let's move to the next one. This is from uh, Caesar on Facebook. Which Hoka brand shoe would you recommend uh, for, or would you recommend is best for cushion walking and studying for somebody who works at a hospital? I feel like my, it, there's a couple other factors there, but I actually, we, we need to write up the best running shoes for walking. I've had that question mm-hmm. asked me by so many patients recently and students and like walking and standing. Up. Yeah. Because that's, I, 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 Nathan, I'm sure you're probably similar, but that's probably the most common recommendation I make is using my footwear knowledge to help people that aren't running. The, I treat a large number of people that stand daily, including a large populations of physicians, nurses, and, and PTs, OTs. So, you know, in the past, it would have been a little bit more minimal, but I find that people just like having sometimes a little bit of art support and some solid cushion on their feet when they're standing for long periods, especially on hard floors. So mm-hmm. personal favorite, if somebody needs a little stability, I like the Arahi for that reason, just because it, it's, it, there's a good amount of cushion there. It, it provides not like something that's going to push into your foot, but just a little bit of stability for those, like, like, especially when you're standing for eight, 10 hours a day, it can be a little helpful. The Bondi is also another one that I like for suggesting for people that are standing for long periods. And you'll see, that's the most common shoe I see on the street. Everybody and their mother is wearing the Bondi because it's comfortable. People like that cushion. And so it's very common. Nathan, what do you think? If you had to choose a Hoka model or, or even, I don't know if, if they're okay with something else. I'm curious to know what you think about that. Yeah. Sounds like they're, they're asking about Hoka. doesn't mean that we can't throw other options out there. Yeah. Um, from, from Hoka, I think something that I would consider when you go look at your Hoka shoes is if you're using it for hospital work, um, Hoka does play around with full like uh, EVA outsoles, meaning no rubber. I probably wouldn't want to use that in the hospital in case you have like some fluid spills and stuff. So staying away from the Mach 4 uh, or staying yeah, obviously agreed. Carbon X. I, I think having, I, I was literally going to say those two shoes. Um, I think the, the Clifton and the, and the, I just, I've never gotten along with the Clifton, uh, from like a fit standpoint, but if you yeah. put on the Clifton, and it's wicked comfortable. That would be another really solid option. But, um, yeah, the, I was going to say the exact same too as yeah. you, I think the, the Arahi, the way that the foam is, 
Uh, it's not obtru- obtrusive, not very aggressive, doesn't really push on anything, but it does just, if you're standing there all day long, it's not going to like collapse on you. Whereas sometimes a softer foam compound can just get mushy by the end of the day. I just feel like it's a sweet spot. Yeah. You definitely got to find that sweet spot of going just because something is ultra cushioned. Don't think that's going to work. You need to find something that's honestly the most comfortable for you. And that mm-hmm. that's going to be different for each person. With rubber. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> just, you don't want to fall down in that. No, please don't do that. Gross. Okay. Did you do, um, did you do an acute care rotation by the way in PT school? Oh yeah. I were, and I did a, I worked in a, a acute care for a year on the weekends. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I said that, that those shoes after my acute, I did, I haven't worked acute care after PT school, but in, when I was on rotation, like those shoes got burned as yeah. soon as I finished that thing. That was, I stepped in so much stuff. Yep. That's the hospital for you. Gross. One, one other non Hoka recommendation. Yeah. It's the, it's the non Hoka Hoka, the more V3 from New Balance. I was going to say more as well. What I like about it, it does have rubber coverage, which is nice. And it also has a really roomy toe box. So it's just, it can just accommodate your foot regardless of what's going on. If you're, you know, if your feet are, if you're standing all day long and you do start to swell by the end of the day, it does have more accommodation than the Hoka's do um, in general, unless you get a wide version. But And I'd suggest the more V3 specifically, the previous ones yes. were a little bit firm. So you may not like that as much, but the version three was really good. Really good shoe. Okay. This is our last question. Really? Uh, it's yeah. Wow. Yeah. We went through a lot the first time. Forgot about So that. this is our last one for the day. This is from Anthony on Instagram. And I have a question for you after this too, Matt. Sweet. Um, how does the magnify compare to the Nova blast two and invincible run for versatility? Oh, that's a good question. Did you run Nova blast two? Yes, I did. It was, you didn't get along with it, right? Because I, I, I could, I could understand why people would like it. It was just too unstable for, for me. Yeah. yeah, like I definitely started getting some Achilles problems from running in that, just because it's yeah, it was so unstable. But I can definitely understand why people would like that. Cool. All right, you can go. Go ahead. Actually, just I put another fifteen miles on this thing this morning. I was like, I was supposed to run a different shoe to get miles, and I'm like, uh, I like this shoe. So I've got like. The magnify. Yeah, I think I've got like 120 on these right now. Can so, I see your outsole? This is the oh, this is the left side actually. That's really good. Yeah, for me this is insane. So all there's kudos, a lot of rubber there. Yeah, all kudos to Puma on this. Um, versatility. Like, can you do workouts in it or? I mean, I it. like how fast, how slow, how long, how short. This shoe is like, for me, has been like, I can take it any distance, recovery run, long run, easy run. It's the shoe that I grab. I haven't tried workouts in it. I, I think the foam, I, I love the nitro. The nitro is probably like one of my favorite injected compounds. I really enjoy it, especially in this, in this one. I haven't tried workouts in it. I've tried, I've tried some up-tempo stuff. It's, it wasn't the greatest ride I'd ever have, but it was doable. But I, so I think it might be a little limited for workouts. I would definitely rather have something else. I mean, the Deviate Nitro Elite is a is a go to shoe for me for like racing and workouts. But would you rather? Yeah. Go would for you it. rather work out in the Magnify or the Invincible Run? 
So that's not a great question because I hated the Invincible run. Like it just, and I'm going to try to view this from somebody else's perspective because the, my mechanics did not work with that shoe. For those of you interested, I did put up a video of why it didn't work for me. It'll probably work for a lot of other people. So it's basically a question of like weight and then the Zoom X. And I know people that have done very well in the Invincible run where it's, is very cushioned and the zoom X you can pick the foam up or pick the pace up. I've also heard people say it was too mushy. So I think it's going to depend on the person. I think for me, this shoe to me is far more versatile than the other ones. I can do almost anything in this where my mechanics, I am very limited by what I can do in the invincible run. Like I wasn't able to run that far before I actually started having like nerve symptoms and pain. So I couldn't do that. And the Nova blast too was like, I, I can see why people like it, but it just wasn't stable enough for me. So personally magnify magnify was gonna magnify why do i keep saying magnify Mag magnify for me personally is the most versatile i think though that weight wise you might be able to get some more workouts in on the invincible run yeah i what do you think because so I, I the go for it okay and so the no blast worked for me so I did not run in the invincible run, so I can't go there, but, um, both the magnify and the no blast works for me from a weight perspective, weight feeling perspective, especially Nova blast could definitely pick up the pace more. Um, for me, I think that that shoe has more versatility on the speed end. Um, it also has enough friendly cushion for long runs and it was my favorite recovery run shoe. There's one that might be coming in there for my favorite this year, but that like, that's my favorite so far this year for just going out and slogging around. Um, actually I have three that are competing for that spot right now, but Nova blast two is in that conversation, which, which I think just says the Nova blast two, if it's stable enough for you, if you have the mechanics that work with it, it can really go long. There's enough cushion. It can go quick. It's light and bouncy enough. Uh, and it can go slow and chill um, because it's soft. So it, it kind of bridged all of those. I think the Magnify has that heavier vibe to it. Like the heel is thick and it, just a little bit heavy, bottom heavy. Um, not extremely, like it's well, it's relatively well balanced, but it's definitely more bottom heavy and um, harder to turn over really quickly for me, even though the foam is really nice too. I Like I said, it's a great shoe, but... Um, I think that the Nova Blast 2 edges it out just because of the speed end of things. So I think we both agree that Nova Blast and Infinity Run are, are probably going to be better options in terms of versatility if you're trying to go fast. But I think that, you know, each shoe has a very specific purpose. So this one in particular, this is for mileage, right? And it does it really well. It's my go-to shoe right yeah. now. Um, but if you're looking for versatility, I think either Nova Blast 2 or Invincible Run is probably going to work a little better for you. Yeah. Which one of the two that you prefer will totally depend on your mechanics. Um, right. It's interesting because they're both not, not the most stable, right? So right. you're just going to have to see soul transition, stuff like that fit. So. Yeah. All right. My last question for you, Matt, is, is there a shoe that you've been running in this week that really your i mean you may have answered the question already but yes. a shoe that you're running in this week that really is catching your interest that's been really fun to run in surprising kind of any of those categories 
Uh, that's a good question. I'd probably, I'd probably have to say this one just from a workout perspective. Like it's not, it's not the fastest shoe out there. However, speed freak. Yeah, this is speed freak. However, it's been something I've been able to trust. Like it's one of those ones where, yeah, it's definitely not the fastest shoe, but I like that there's plenty of cushion that I can very easily warm up and cool down in it and get a decent workout in. Like I've done some great temple runs in this shoe. I've done intervals cool down warmups are totally fine. Like I grabbed this over other shoes to cool down in. So I think that's been good. My only, the only challenge is like, I just destroy these outsoles. So that's what happened. If you have exposed outsole, exposed hyper, yeah, I'll, I'll break it, but I'm, yeah. I'm really enjoying this one. It's been standing out to me for sure. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Is there anything particular for you? Um, you know, I, I, I pulled out some last year models this past week, plus one that I'm just really delayed on reviewing. I did my long run in the, in the Endorphin Pro. Um, I don't know why, but I just I just looked at it. I'm like, that's what I'm supposed to wear today. And and so I did that. And it was a downpour, like wicked downpour. It was super fun. But um, which was I, that shoe is definitely going to be my marathon shoe. Um, that's sweet. So I'll probably run in the two. I do like the fit of the update better it holds my heel better um like very noticeably but otherwise they run the same so i'll probably i'll definitely that seems to be my marathon winner nice uh but i think the shoe that's been surprising me the most is actually the rebel 2 wow um i i think what you know our team's talked about it and you know all the reviews are out from everywhere and a lot of it's you know it's the speed day trainer lightweight kind of that kind of thing but i've loved it for just going out and going slow, like a very easy day run, just the, and I'm very surprised because I don't like soft shoes. Um, you and I've kind of talked about this a bit, but this shoe that still works for me, even though it's wicked soft, one of the softest foams. Um, but yeah, it's just, I've really enjoyed the, it, it's flexible, feels like it lets me, my foot do what it needs to do. And it's just nice to have a shoe like that in the rotation right now. So I guess it's been a little bit surprising that I've liked it for slower runs. And then I do strides in it afterwards and stuff. And that's been good. So I was definitely surprised when this came out. Like, again, I had the same experience where I don't usually like soft shoes, but it surprisingly works very well for me for shorter runs. And I can do more than I thought I could in it, but it's just because it's definitely got pretty decent ground fuel against not, it's not the highest stack shoe, which is interesting on this kind of shoe come out. Because this used to be one of the most popular things. You have these like lightweight trainers that everybody was making. And that was the go-to. I mean, the Kinvara is another remnant of that time. So yep. interesting to have one of these come. I know there's a previous version, but I think you're just trying it. was really surprising that how well it worked, I think, for each of us. Right. Because I was right. scared, actually, to run it. I'm like, oh, me too. no, I know what this thing is. And then I was like, oh, this is pleasant. And I've, I'm even surprised. I thought going slower for you know, 45 minutes to an hour, I might, I was like, maybe the foam is so soft, it would bottom out on me. It just hasn't like it. It's been good for that. I haven't taken it like an hour and a half, but uh, um, I don't think I could do that. It, it's been good for under an hour. Yeah. So, which is surprising. I thought it would bottom out even at a half hour, just with how soft, but it's smooth. So buttery. Anyway, I think I, I, think I had the same surprisingly same experience with this one where I was like, I was a little scared to run in this. And then yeah. I randomly 
grabbed this for a long run when, when we first had it. And when I first had it and it worked really well, I think the forefoot, the plate and speak of the outsole firms up the forefoot a little bit, but I was, able elite to do, too. yeah, I was able to do like an 18 mile run in this without too many issues. And I was like, Oh, this mm-hmm. actually worked. That was interesting. So cool. I think that new balance is doing enough things to offset how soft the sole is to still create, you know, a cradle for your foot that, yeah, it's not, the sole is super soft, but make sure look at the other components as well. So, right. That's yeah, very interesting. Awesome. I'm not, I'm not on Ben Johnson's level of love with this shoe, but I can, I can appreciate it. <laughs> he just makes it look so good too. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah. New balance should be paying him at this point based on the marketing <laughs> for real. Um, You're not already. Awesome. Anything else you want to say, Matt? Oh, that's a good, I hadn't even thought about that. I'm just in, in question and answer mode. <laughs> If not, that's fine. We'll just wrap it up. Dude, I think we should. You want to? You want to talk about anything else, or just wrap it up? I don't know. Anything on the horizons that you're really excited about? Either shoes that you have right now, you're finishing up, or like things that are coming down the pipeline that we can talk about. Yeah, um, shoe that I'm still getting miles on that for some reason is the most comfortable Hoka I've ever worn is the Zanal. Oh, like, yeah. It just is so. It's maybe a little long. You can even just see it looks kind of long. Yeah. Uh, but it just is so comfortable. The the mid the, the dual midsole here works really, really well. It's a lower stack hoka, which is just really refreshing. Uh, and it can it can go road to road to trail pretty easy because awesome. it's not too aggressive. It's just one of the most comfortable shoes that I put on my feet, just for how for fit of my foot. And that's always enjoyable. What about you? Wow, that's interesting. I'm I'm excited to try the Bondi X, which I think is supposedly on its way to me. Yeah. Because half of me is half of me is expecting to hate it totally. And the other half is like, well, I've had that expectation before with certain shoes and I end up really liking them. So I'm just yeah. very curious to try that shoe and see either how much or how little I hate it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm, but yeah, the, those extended heels and I don't normally get along. So I'm curious to see. How that it's goes. very it's very beveled okay I, i'd we'll be surprised see. if you hit any if you hit back there at all it's it's beveled out of the way but we'll see what you would see what you do remember how hard i landed on my heel i mean that's a, i think that's a challenge now it's true yeah <laughs> we'll see yeah, if we'll you can see. that that's the one i'm, I'm interested in there's a couple of things we can't we can't talk about yet that i'm yeah. also excited for but Anything else that we we don't have that you would love to try at the moment? Um, no, I, I, I've been so uh, pleased to run in the same shoe for a couple of weeks. It's just been, it's been so nice to just keep bringing out the shoes that I want yeah. to run in instead of testing. And that's been one of the, the, benefits of adding guest reviewers because mm. we can spend a little bit more time in a shoe and like personally i'm like coming back from some injuries that were caused by some shoes that were prototypes so like we've never reviewed them but like i'm still coming back from that and so to be able to choose shoes that suit me well has been just really enjoyable so i actually like don't want more shoes sent to my house i just want to keep running in the ones that i got oh that means there's a storm coming now we're gonna have like eight pairs show up (laughs) i know right uh but i would say i'm very in the i'm in the content seat i'm always curious about 
more Nike stuff because I just don't have experience in that. Um, but I, I think finding good trainer options for new runners is also something that's piquing my interest. They're not the exciting shoes that come out on the market, but, you know, finding affordable quality foam, you know, good geometry. I think that is a, yeah, the Mag- Magnafly. This is such a pleasure to run it. Not trying to run faster, but like. Yep. I think that's, I think that's been an enjoyable thing. I feel that way. You didn't get to run in the Velocity. Mm-hmm. The Velocity is a really solid shoe. I feel Dude. like one of you guys said it was like solidly boring. Like, and I was that's like, oh, I don't know what that means. Oh yeah. Okay. It's like box, one of box favorite shoes this year, but he thinks it's so boring, but I don't, I don't, I'm still trying to understand it completely, but well, good. But this is uh, that's everything that we got for today. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow what we're doing, uh, you can obviously check out our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and then check out our re- recent reviews that are on doctorsbranding.com. Doing all that stuff does help, you know, support the work that we're doing. We have some of our favorite gear, maybe some of the stuff we mentioned in this will be linked below. Um, but really, we've just been having a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing this. We're working on some, you know, literature reviews of, of footwear trends in the industry and trying to put that stuff together, both for you guys and for uh, the research community. So um, keep an eye out for that stuff. Probably that stuff will take you like a year though, probably. Yeah. But that's how that, that's how that goes. So uh, just be patient and there should be some helpful and uh, in-depth stuff coming out. Um, I'm also working on stuff about how tissue injury occurs, kind of digging deep into things like stress, strain, envelope of function, um, looking at the kind of biomechanics of individual tissues, like how do tendons, what are, what's the makeup of tendons? What does that mean for how they deform with activity? Same for ligaments, same for cartilage, same for bone. And um, so I'm in process of putting all those together. Um, and that's more just kind of deep dive nerdy stuff than it is super practical, but it can be helpful to have that base knowledge so that when you have an injury, you can think about it in the way of, okay, what tissue is injured and what does that mean for my recovery and what kind of stress and strain and activities can my tissue handle at this point of recovery? So working on that too. We got a lot coming down the pipeline and look forward to sharing it with y'all. Yep. And in case everybody, we've said this a few times, don't forget that we have other social media accounts as well that Bach does such a great job with. So we have a Strava too, where you can see kind of what we're running in. You can see what I'm destroying at that time. We have a LinkedIn, we got, was it Twitter? Do we have a Pinterest? I've said yep. this like three times. Yeah, we get all kinds of stuff you can follow us on and get whatever. TikTok. Yeah, TikTok, whatever uh, medium that you want to get this through, we've got it. So check us out. We're always trying to put out content. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm excited people like the Science Fridays. So we'll definitely keep those going. Yeah. It's an important feature. So for sure. Yeah, thanks for following along. We appreciate it. So it's fun to do. Again, this is we do this all on top of full-time jobs among or a million of other things. And so it's, it's, it's definitely a joy to be able to share this with you guys. So thanks for yeah. watching, listening, and reading. Bucks and six.